Hello. Hello. Welcome to I Have a Strange Story Podcast. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Rebecca. And this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. Um, so welcome back to episode 93. This is the handless episode. <laughs> you know what? Because we got... <laughs> We got some extent. Did you see Woo-hoo. me like bump into it? I was yeah. like this. <laughs> I have it in my notes. I know. I have it in my notes. Lindsay gets a mic stand. Like yeah. that's an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting, Huzzah. man. Aww. Yeah, it takes Kinda some getting used falling. to. Mm-hmm. But you'll, okay. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Um. Yeah. Hey, yeah, everybody. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that's our announcement Jeez. yeah, yeah. Um, um i also have just one thing to say before we get going as well i just wanted okay. to so i'm gonna i'm going to post a picture of the donation to the national black justice coalition as soon as i get the funds and with Redbubble, um it's a little bit hard to understand like what we get back and what we didn't. And so yeah. I finally figured it out and we've gotten back $33 and 60 cents, not 100 to 70, 171 to close to 200. Hey, like I thought it was going that's, to be. No, that's still good. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that amount of money. I never said there was anything wrong. Good. But me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So we don't get that until the 15th of each month. And so it has, to, like, in order for us to get money, it has to be over $20, and then it's the, the 15th of each month. So um, okay. So we got over it, so I'm just waiting to get the funds in. I mean, I could probably just pull $33.60 out of my my own checking account. But also, like, if anybody that. still wants to, um, to purchase anything from Redbubble, we can use that up until, or we can use that donation up until the 15th. Um, oh, so, so people yeah. can still purchase our stuff. Yeah, look purchase. at this. Look at what I got on today. This is an OG. Mm-hmm. The only you and I have. Yeah. Once again, listen. If you want to watch this, go to YouTube and you can see Lindsay's OG. Ah, oh, fuck yeah! Sorry about that. Sure. No, sorry, dude. That's I keep forgetting. Listen, this is. I opened my beer and it exploded. And if I've looked distracted, it's because it went all down my iPad and it's on my hand. <gasps> Do you need to yeah, walk? Do you need to dab that up a little bit real quick? I was looking for something to dab it up with. Um, but keep talking. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna grab She's something. You're just quick. gonna go get something? Okay, well, um, anywho. So yeah, so as soon as I get those numbers in, I will uh, let you guys know how much that we donated and I will present you I will I'll post it on our Instagram page, which will go to our Facebook page. Um, with the amount of money that we're donating and all that good stuff. Also, if you hear little jingle bells, that is my cat. I do have Aww. I do have a new cat. I don't know if I spoke if I if I let anybody know about this, but um, we have a cat named Kiki now, and she is what Lindsay and I like to refer to as a fancy cat because she <laughs> <laughs> she has blue eyes and she's she's definitely part Siamese. Um, yeah. So the really cool thing about her, I mean, besides she's just as really cute, um, she showed up in our backyard four days after my dog passed away. 
Um, and she lived underneath our deck. And it's just, I mean, that's weird in itself that a fancy cat yeah. shows up in her backyard, um, you know, for no reason and just hangs out there. Um, so, I mean, it's it's cool. I, I love that this happened to us. But um, so one way that I would cope after my dog passed away is I would go outside and I'd smoke pot. And it was a way for me to, like, listen to music and just enjoy nature. And um, it was so cool that she just showed up. And she showed yeah. up and we started feeding her and she um, she hung out with me. And and uh, she lived out there for a little while till I could get her vaccines. And then also posted, um, you know, some information about finding her. So that if anybody was missing a cat, nobody responded, which is a shame. So... <laughs> So she's inside. She's vaccinated. Apparently she's um, spayed and very happy to have her. So maybe I'll, I'll post some pictures um, after the How video. did they know she was vaccinated? They didn't know. Um, I vaccinated oh. her. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So well, that makes sense. I guess they either saw a space scar or she had a tattoo. Um, and then I just did the rest. So anyways, if you see, if long story short, jingle bells equals a cat running back and forth across the doorway. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, yeah. My cat will just join us. She'll just get in my lap and mm-hmm. join us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Kiki is very sweet. She's, She's one of the cute. nicest cats I've ever met. She doesn't run and hide when she meets new people. I know, which is really, it's really awesome. It's interesting. Yeah. Especially for a Siamese cat. Siamese cats generally aren't that, uh, friendly i guess it depends met some nice ones before yeah like anyways i mean i could just go into all the siamese cats that i've ever met in my entire life or we could get on with the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't mind talking about that either so i'm drinking an ipa i'm drinking pee pee beer today Lindsay, are you desperate or like does it actually taste good um i think it's just whatever like i don't really care like i like beer and i'll drink any beer and this is the beer um, that my boyfriend happens to like, so I got him some, and then That's I drink nice. it. That's nice. Yeah. It's, um, what is it? It's What's the, the can? It's jellyfish Ooh, from Pine House. That sounds cool. I am drinking white, chilled white wine from Apothic. So I usually drink Aww. Apothic Dark, and this they have a white wine. And I'm not typically a white wine drinker, but this is pretty good. It's kind of dry, yeah. not too sweet. I got my kitty cat. Wine glass. You got a meow meow there. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, I have one more announcement. This oh, is weird. I okay. don't know if anybody else has this. I don't know if you have it. I'm curious if you do. Mm-hmm. So I get hair splinters in my feet all the time. Yeah. Do you ever get those? Um, I got hair splinters mostly whenever I worked at a vet clinic. And so yeah. like if you kneel on the ground, you get little animal hairs impaled into your knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get them impaled into my feet and into my mm-hmm. toes. And I went and read about it because I was like, what the hell? Because one is like buried real deep and I can't get it out and it yeah. like hurts. Uh-huh. Um, but I read about it and it was like, yeah, this is something that happens to barbers or to dog groomers. And like they're listing these people who work with all this hair. Yeah. And like I get this shit all the time, dude. Yeah. No, it's not that uncommon. I get them too from from... My cats. What's going on in your house? My cat. My cat's here. She's arrived. Okay. She's arrived. Anyways, onward and upward. (laughs) Episode 93. And so that means that you talk first. Yeah, I do. You tell your story first. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, so this story comes from Reddit. Once again, thank you, Reddit folks, for um, letting us stock your stories and grab your, your stories. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a show. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, so this story is about something that, that um, this person saw in the woods. Whoa. And it is one of the creepiest things that they've ever seen, and they haven't seen anything like this again so far. That cat is, like, totally showing the world your bra right now. (laughs) (laughs) Peekaboo. What a brat. (laughs) So, anywho, I have the honor of telling the story. It's nothing that I've ever heard of before, and and I fucking loved it. So, um, this happened about six years ago. And she, this person, and I'm going to say it's a she, I'm not 100% sure, and I'm sorry I didn't ask how you would like to be identified, but I'm going to say she. Um, Because this is about two siblings, the elder one is the older sister. So they both experience this at the same time. So they decided to take a bike ride, and they're riding their bikes through the woods, and the older sister is in front of her, and she, she stops at this one area. And she stops, and she almost falls over... And she's cussing, and she's looking to her left at this grove of, like, birch trees. And so, little sister comes up behind her, and she's kind of like, she has to break really fast, because she's going to almost fall and run into her sister. And so she stops, too, and they both just turn and look at the woods to their left. And she said there is a tangible feeling of somebody watching her. Um, and they're just scanning this trees and she's just looking in there being like, what the hell is going on? And she notices something very strange. She says she saw this creature. It was about half a meter tall, which is one and a half feet. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and it stood next to a birch tree. She described it as invisible. And so at first it looked like a cube full of dark clots. So what I imagine is it's probably transparent um, or maybe an outline or a shadow of a figure. Um, So she felt this incredibly strong energy and it struck them with a power and malice. And she said it was tangible and it seemed to press in on them. So just a heavy feeling of Hmm. weirdness. Um, she said that she wasn't, uh, she wasn't afraid and, but as soon as she laid eyes and she calls this creature a him, as soon as she laid eyes on him, she felt hypnotized. She felt like nothing else existed except for this creature. Um, she forgot everything. She said she didn't remember her sister, herself, um, only saw the space where this creature stood and in her peripheral was fog Um, And her head was empty of thought. So it took her focus and didn't let it go. Um, She felt this thing looking into her eyes. And she she didn't necessarily describe that she saw eyes. But she just felt like whatever this thing was, was looking directly at her. She said that the Mm -hmm. eye contact contact lasted about three seconds. And um, while they were looking at him... My little thingy just fell out. It's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
they said that um, she said that something terrible happened at this next point. And she says, without knowing what was happening, she opened her mouth and said, Masha, look, someone is watching us from the forest. And only when she uttered this phrase that she was not intending for to come out of her mouth, did she really understand what the meeting was. She says, um, <clears throat> she says that, oh, I lost my bra. Okay. She says, now we're going to talk about what her sister saw. <laughs> so okay. we have two sides to the story. So okay, whenever she, cool. yeah, I know. Right. So whenever she stopped, um, whenever her older sister stopped in front of her, she almost fell over. She felt like she saw something watching her too. She, okay. um, she saw basically the same thing. It was a silhouette shaped like the cube. Um, it was very kind of difficult and, and like just a vague cube, I guess creature that she saw oh are you saying you're saying the letter q cube cube Cube. okay yeah sorry um anyways she felt like it was looking at them with a smoldering eye i like that i know type of description she also felt hypnotized and her head felt empty her first thought was to run and take her sister with her um, she said that she wanted to say something. She wanted to say that something was looking at them in the forest. And after her younger sister said that, um, she knew what she was thinking. She became very frightened. They felt like these words were taken from the older sister and put into the younger sister's head for her to say out loud. And they were both having kind of a weird transference of, of thoughts to each other. So... Once they kind of broke this 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 stupor, I guess, um, they both felt panic, and they um, okay. So they both felt panic. I'm sorry, I keep on losing my my place. That's okay. And they they took off, and they said that they still felt like something was watching them and it was a tangible feeling like it was um it was a heaviness and she described it as like there was a heavy backpack on her back and then once they climbed the top of this hill and rode on the feeling disappeared and she says the reason why they were having that healing that heavy feeling is because they think that the creature was still looking at them so as soon as they got out of Hmm. eye shot they couldn't feel it anymore and she felt lighter so this happened six hmm. years ago. Um, she hasn't seen anything like this since. And um, I I looked down kind of in the comments to see what people thought it was. And yeah. because I've never heard of this before either, one person maybe mentioned that she had crossed into a different dimension. Um, and maybe she came across a creature that was probably just as much not maybe afraid but just like struck of seeing something so different and this creature just maybe had a different way of communicating i really liked the way that this was described because they didn't make it seem like it was malicious or violent or out to hurt anybody it was just something different and i was like way to go guy um yeah so anyways they thought maybe briefly they crossed into a different dimension especially with that like Um, the fog around them and they were just so in tune with this thing that they saw that nothing else mattered or maybe that was a form of communication and the way that they communicated was psychically um so i thought that that was a different 
oracle um, description. There was another person that said maybe this was a forest spirit. And um, so I'm going to run with that a little bit. So one thing that I did that I, I liked is the mention of the birch trees and birch trees has a lot have a lot of significance um, in folklore and mythology and magic and just all across the world and all across across different countries like people revere birch trees as being like this um, these old uh, magic or sacred trees um, they were, I, I think something has to do, like, after the glaciers melt during the Ice Age, they were t one of the first trees to emerge and to grow. So they're they're just a really old tree kind of type of thing. They're resilient. They're, they're resilient. resilient in the face of destruction. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? I did it, a good I like job it. There. Yeah, I like that. It's a very good description. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to talk about um, one specific type of culture that describes these trees, and that's Celtic. Um, but there's, but like I said, all over the world, people revere these trees as being sacred or magical, having magical properties. So um, in the, uh, I'm going to kill this too, and I'm very sorry, but in the Druid Ogham Association, they are said to be one of nine sacred trees. They're the first of nine sacred, and then they are also, um, representative. There's, there is one in three trees that are representative of, like, life cycles, if, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think birch is, the first one, which I think sig signifies, like, youth. Um, the second one is ash and willow, and I can't remember what those signify. But they're um, they're very important trees in this culture. Um, they're often said that uh, uh, tree spirits are often attached to them. And there is the... Uh, I'm going to kill this. Lishi, Lishi, or Genie of the forest... And they dwell on the top. And so those are tree spirits that live on top of birch, birch trees. But then there's also okay. the, uh, the Geely Dew. And they are guardian spirits that are disguised as foliage um, that live at the bottom of the trees. And they severely do not like humans. They say that they jealously guard them, and especially from humans. Um, if, if they touch their head to you, you'll go insane. If they touch your heart, you will die. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, They're and I'm bad not news saying, bears all the way around. I know. Right. And like, I'm not trying to say that that's exactly what this type of spirit was, because it doesn't mm -hmm. sound like it was trying to be mean. It just sounds like it was observing unless it was just telling these kids to stay away in a way like their fear yeah. was being watched from the trees by something and so they just kind of, like the spirit just passed back in a form of communication in a way to be like just stay away yes there is something look you know watching you from the trees so um birch trees have a lot of purifying abilities um they're probably useful in like banishment smell spells and removing unwanted spirits so that may be something that you know if you're having a problem with spirits in your home maybe bring home some birch trees i don't i don't necessarily think you have to burn them don't bring home trees my bad bring that home was, like, yeah that was a minute <laughs> i know like, right <laughs> just take one from the forest <laughs> just 
fucking yeah. rip it up. Just rip it up, take it from the forest, bring it home, put it in your living room, it'll be fine. No, like, bring home some fallen branches or maybe some fallen um, bark. I don't, I don't really want you to necessarily take anything from a living tree because I don't want it to be harmed or anything like that. And what I mean is, like, yeah. parasites can or disease can, you know, infest a tree if a I don't know if a branch is broken improperly or whatever. Just pick some up off the floor, goddammit. So anyways, um, so that might be good for removing un- unwanted spirits in your home. Maybe just place them in your doorways. Um, and then I just, let's see. That's it. That's all I have. If, if you want to look more into birch trees um, and their significance in other cultures, check it out. It's really cool. Like, I'm really... Yeah. amazed about how much uh, folklore and mythology surround these guys. So, ah. and if you don't know what they look like, they kind of look like aspen trees with their white bark and they have like black in them. Real pretty. Okay. Real pretty. I think I know what you're talking about because I wasn't yeah. exactly sure. I was going to look it up when we were done. Okay. Um, Maya, here's my other thought. Yes. Well, I thought it's like spirit trees, like from Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. little tree, tree spirits. Yeah. Is that what they were? Sorry, my cat's rubbing up the back of my phone. It's I okay. Just, yeah. This, is that what you were thinking? It's like tree spirits. Oh, like Kodamas? Yeah. The little white guys? Um, yeah. I mean, like... I... Th- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they could be... So this guy definitely wasn't like white. He was a cube. But, but that is, you know, somebody's somebody's imagination of what a tree spirit looks like. I don't know a whole lot of information about Kodamas, but if they're just describing like a tree spirit, it could look like anything, I suppose. That's true. So yeah, this, true. this could be a tree spirit. You were having problems. This I can tell. This is the most unprofessional podcast. Like, I think we've done... Have you ever thought about... I think huh? we've done worse. I'm pretty sure. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'm thinking of like, do you remember whenever we went to the, um, the podcast union thing and got to get together? And like, I wonder if those people ever watched our show and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, they have like professional equipment. You know what I mean? And like, I showed up today with wet hair. I was like, but I washed it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that everybody does something differently and we may not... We may not be as high tech or remove all of the ums or lose our place all the time whenever we're talking, but I know we've got some people that like us, so <laughs> I appreciate all you guys for sticking with us this long. We still listen. Yeah, Jeez. every day. I know we mention it all the Jeez. time, but every day we almost have a meltdown and quit the show. <laughs> There's always something wrong. <laughs> it's usually it didn't happen today. I got my mic stand in, and I was I like, am... "I'm like fucking living the life." I know. Now you fucking feel professional. This show, it's like official. We're gonna get syndicated. Look at us. We got mic stands. Look at my hand. Oh, it finally made it. Do you know how long it took my finger to come up? Because <laughs> like, I couldn't find the camera. I did that oh my for god! Like five minutes. <laughs> So, oh yeah. man! Well, you know when you were re- 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 <laughs> when you first started telling the story, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meow, meow, yeah. I thought that it was a Wendigo because oh. the whole mind control thing and trying to lure—that mm-hmm. was my first thought. Was that mm-hmm. it was a Wendigo, perhaps? 
maps. Mm -hmm. But then there's nothing else to really tell us that it was a Wendigo. Yeah, but it is interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh, the first thing I did was think it was something like bad or negative. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking hate this cat. She ruins the show. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I think it's like, I'm exhausted from running interference from her. Um, yeah, the first thing I do is think it's negative, and maybe I kind of need to rethink that. Like, so, I, I appreciate that that comment on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we always think something is bad just because we don't understand it? Right. It must be bad, which right. is not the case. I mean, I think that it... it I think that it goes back to like our primal instincts and um, and fear of not knowing what it is, and mm-hmm. I think that that has its place. I think that it's important to to be afraid because you don't because you have to have you have to have your guard up um, for right. certain things. And a first encounter with anything with you know a new dog, a cat, a a bear in the woods, a moose, like those things aren't necessarily bad or malicious or evil, but those things can hurt you. And so you should be cautious about things that you approach in the woods, whether it be um, a spirit entity or, or a wild animal, because you don't know how it's, they're going to react. And so that's why I think whenever we are afraid of something, we think it's bad, Yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It just means that it's something that we don't understand. Yeah, you're right. But anywho. You were right, girl. Hey, where's yeah. your microphone? Why can't I see it in front of your face the way mine's in front of my face? Oh, because I just have it right out of camera shot. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get there. Don't worry. Maybe I will get there one day. I'm just going to push it back a little bit. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it won't move. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairie Land Paranormal Podcast. And you're listening to... I Have a Strange Story. <laughs> okay, well I have a house and it is sinister and it is fucking scary. Ooh, do tell girl. Wait, what did I just say? Did I say I have a house? Yeah, you have a house. Okay, I have yeah. a scary story. <laughs> That's in a house. God right. damn. That's cool. Go for it. Okay. So this story comes to us from a, a guy who is reflecting back on his history of seeing and hearing things. Um, And he's taking us back to some memories of whenever he moved to a farmhouse. Um, So just to set up a little bit of background, he's from the city. They moved to the country. It's with his stepdad, his mom, his brother, and his sister. He's nine years old when they moved. And he had seen ghosts his entire life. And wow. it's something that he, he really didn't talk to his family about because he says that he didn't want to be labeled as like that kid, like the weird kid, I guess, is what he's going for. But he also may not have trusted somebody. It sounds like his parents went through a divorce. It's probably really hard. And maybe he didn't feel like he could talk about what he was going through. So I don't know. That's a little bit of my caring coming in right there, which I don't care about anybody but myself. I'm just kidding. So he moved to this place in the seventh grade. Um So as they're pulling up to this road, it's out in the country. He's used to living in the city and it's a long dirt road and they're going down it and he starts to feel like a little uneasy. And what's interesting is they pulled past a grove, just like your story had a fucking grove in it. (laughs) And as they, 
yeah, as they went by the grove, he started to feel extremely anxious and uneasy. He started to feel nauseous. He got goosebumps and he just felt like there was something sinister, like something awful that was in that grove as they went past it. Um, he started to sweat as well. Um, wow. And he looked around at his family and they all seemed fine. They didn't seem to be experiencing the same types of feelings that he was having. And they all kind of seemed a little excited to be there. Um, so he kind of ignored his feelings, not really understanding where they were coming from. Um, so this piece of property was like massive. It was huge. It took them a while to finally get down to the house. And once they got down to the house, he was again felt like uneasy because it was very quiet. There were no birds chirping and there was no like sign of wildlife in the area. And he thought it was really weird. But again, nobody else seemed to really notice. They get to the house and there's two entrances. There's one in the front and then there's one through the kitchen. And so for whatever reason, they, they go through the kitchen entrance to the house. This is their first time going into the house. The kids, at least the parents had already been there. Um, so they go into the kitchen and, um, he says that it looks pretty modern, like it's been updated, but he just feels this awful, awful negative energy immediately upon entering the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, he feels very uneasy. And he immediately thought to himself that his, that his parents were keeping something from him about this house. Um, he, they looked through the kitchen. Um, and again, he's feeling uneasy. He starts to walk into the living room. Um, and when he walks into the living room, he feels like a vibrating, sen vibrating sensation all throughout his body. Wow. And he says the best way to describe it is if you had like a cell phone on vibrate in your phone and it was just constantly vibrating. Mm. So he starts to feel this whenever they're going through the kitchen or through the living room. And then he goes to the second living room. It must be a really big house. Mm. Um, and the second living room, it's even stronger to where it's, it's not tolerable anymore. So he's nine, he's nine years old. Man. Um, yeah, he runs out of the house onto the deck and he just starts crying uncontrollably. Um, he's so upset. His parents come out there, they follow him, they ask him what was going on. And he basically just couldn't explain it. He told them that he just felt like this house was evil and there was something wrong with the house. And his parents tell him if this house was evil, something would have already happened to us. And as a nine year old kid, he was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> He didn't believe it. And his words to them were that he warned them. Um, and he said, we are going to regret living here and, uh, we will never be the same after living here at nine years old. This at is nine coming years old, out of yeah, his He mouth? felt this real negative energy. Yes. Gosh. Um, so he said, you know, they move in, whatever the next few weeks, it's very quiet. And then he thought maybe he had been overreacting and he kind of started to question himself and his feelings and everything. Um, but then stuff started to happen. So doors started to open and close. He started to see orbs appear out of nowhere. Um, he started to see shadow people. Um, he could hear child voices and he could have children laughing. Um, and then he started waking up to scratching on his body. Oh my um, God. so this is, yeah, this is a few years later of living there. Um, so he would wake up to scratches that would be on his entire back and chest and it would be in, he said scratches of three. So it'd be sc three scratch marks going down or across his entire chest or down his whole back, which we know that's like, you know, that's devil shit there. <laughs> yeah. He's got some devil shit going on in his house. Mm -hmm. So then it got worse. 
Mm-hmm. I got worst. Yeah, I, is what I, I was going to ignore it, but I'm glad you pointed it out. I thought I should point it out. Um, the, the thing is, is that remember, he's the only person who is hearing this or having these experiences, and he has chosen not to share this with anybody because he's embarrassed and he doesn't really know what to make of it, right? So he's living with this, and then it got worse. Worse. God dang. Okay, so one day he's in his room alone. Everybody had left, and he's sitting in his room reading, sitting on the edge of his bed. And then he heard his name called. It came from downstairs. Um, He got up and walked towards the door and he heard his name again, except this time it was angry. Hmm. So he shut the door, shut the door. He went back to his bed. He sat on the bed and he had his window open. Um, So he sat on his bed and he looked out the window and just kind of stared at it to like cope and to refocus. And he started thinking about the weather. And then all of a sudden the room got extremely cold. And he just remembers sitting there thinking, maybe there's been a drastic change in the weather and me having my window open has made the room completely cold. I get it, like trying to make sense of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So as he sat there trying to figure out why the room was so cold, he looked up and he saw that his door, which he had closed, was opening very, very slowly. And as he stared at the door opening slowly, he saw a shadow come through. And at this point, he fucking blacked out. Oh, he doesn't no. remember blacking out. He just knows all that happened next is that he woke up and he was in the same place on his bed. He sat up and his window was shut and locked. His door was open and his closet door was completely open and everything was pulled out of it. So he's sitting there staring at everything, like trying to make sense. And then he felt something hit him in the back of the neck. And he turned and he looked and it was the barrel to his shotgun that had hit his head or hit his neck. So he looked at it. So he's a hunter. Uh-huh. And so he has the, sh- he has his own shotgun. He's a young kid. He hunts. And what he would do is he talks about how responsible he was with it. He had this locking mechanism that you would put over the trigger in which I had to ask my boyfriend what in the fuck that was. And so basically <laughs> there could be <laughs> You know how there's like a little loopy and then there's the trigger to pull the mm-hmm. gun and you mm-hmm. stick your finger in the loopy and then you pull the trigger. So there's yeah. a locking mechanism that you can put in there. So it's just all completely full and you can't even put your finger in there. Cool. It's like solid, solid as a rock. So he had this mechanism that he would lock in there so nobody could shoot the gun. Hmm. Well, the locking mechanism was taken out. There was a bullet in the chamber and it wasn't on safety. Oh my and God. He's, he, he talked in the beginning, which I left out. Cause I wanted to surprise everybody. Um, I didn't want to give anything away, but he talked about in the beginning how responsible he was, was with his gun and how it was always on safety. It was always the, the, the locking mechanism was always on the trigger. So he cleans up his room. He puts the locking mechanism on it. He takes the bullet out of the chamber. Um, and he puts it on safety he takes the keys that go to the locking mechanism and he set them on his dresser. And then he was like, I'm going to go outside. I need to cool down. Like, I don't really understand what's happening. So he went outside, came back upstairs. Well, the keys to the locking mechanism were gone when he came back up. They were no longer on his dresser. Um, And that's the end of part one of (gasps) his story. (laughs) Yeah. So, he talked a little bit about, and I'm, I'm going to ask him maybe to tell me a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks later 
we'll learn more about him, but he has a lot of interesting experiences because I do believe that he also can do astral projection. Wow. And I think he's been doing it at, at a very young age. Wow. So he's got some pretty cool stories and experiences, but I mean, clearly there's a haunting going on here. Do you think it's aliens? I mean, there's a chance it could be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're right. It could be. I've opened my mind to those types of things now. Not your favorite topic. They scare me. Aliens are fucking scary, dude. Yeah, they are scary. They're not cool, dude. No. That's incredible i wonder how his family is doing like his if his family's ever started still there i know i don't know if he didn't talk about it on purpose so i'm not quite sure how his family is doing or if he has ever talked to them Mm -hmm. so we'll find out in part two of the story what's going on um but that's where he is now Mm -hmm. in which I don't know. I was thinking about it because I think as a kid, whenever I saw and heard things, I would tell what I tell mom and dad. Yes. There was no, there was no secrets about what was going on whenever you saw and heard things because, well, for one thing, whenever you heard people call your name, it was our mom. And I would come out and be like, did you call my name? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So you would hear things and you would, you would respond to it because it was a familiar voice with this poor child he was alone and he started mm-hmm. hearing his voice right and mm-hmm. who knows if maybe he did respond or if there was people home at some point and he was like did you say something and maybe since he got on i'm just i'm just spitballing here but like maybe uh-huh. he just got so much like no i didn't call you that maybe he just stopped asking yeah instead I can of understand that. that yeah totally Wow, that's in, that's the whole thing about blacking out too. That's why I think alien, aliens. aliens yeah, yeah, because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in a sense missing time. You don't know what happened mm-hmm. from point A to point B, and then the whole like the thing with this closet too. I mean, I guess it could still be um, a ghost or something like that or a haunting, but it just seems like the more that I read about these stories about alien, and I don't know if I want to say abductions or experiences. You know, there we see orbs, we see memory loss or time lapse, um, but then also this paranoia feeling that he gets whenever he comes into the house. I'm on board with you about that. The mm-hmm. only thing, what about the scratches and threes? Isn't that okay. usually demonic? So the scratches in threes, yes, that could be some sort of ghostly entity. What if he has two things going um, on? Well, you know, people that have these type of experiences, I think that they mm-hmm. are more open to letting paranormal things come in. You know, he talked about two, or I think that you mentioned there was a lot of probably chaos in his life at some point. Yeah, um, right. who is open to it. Yeah, maybe that things are just, they just, it was the right temperature as far as um vibrations whenever i say vibrations i mean just like our own being stressed or being upset or depressed or whatever and letting that shit without knowing it into your life or be or i shouldn't say that you didn't allow this to come into your life it was attracted to you because of what 
you were feeling at this time or what was right. going on in the house at the time. Yeah. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Whew. Whew. So maybe Whew. we'll learn more, understand more with the next story. Oh, I'm so excited. I love this. And I'm sorry Let that, me... oh. but I mean, I just, you know, it sucks that it's happened and it sounds like it's pretty frightening, but, um, it's an interesting story. That's what I should hey, say. but it works for our show. So thanks, sir. <laughs> You've kept our show going one more episode. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> Two more episodes. Which, exactly. If you guys would like us to keep going, you can send us a story yeah. to tell. And we'll be happy to tell it. It's, yes. uh, you know, you can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we will read it so we don't have to look up a story. You make our job easier. That'd be so nice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you do those things, please give us a nice review and uh, send us a snapshot of your review to our email address, and we will send you some stickers. If you mm-hmm. want to mail us anything, are we still doing that? We're not doing that anymore. No. Okay. Don't. I mail don't know us what anything. happened in that mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody mailed us anything. So don't mail us anything. Um, follow us on all of our thingies. You may not see a whole lot, you know, because I suck at social media. But I'll try, I'll try a little bit harder. Um, if you would like to purchase something from Redbubble or a t-shirt, you know, up until the 15th, we will still to- still use that money that we from our purchases to go towards the donation because I don't get paid out anyways until the, I said the 15th, right? The 15th of each yeah. month. Yeah. So if so. you still want to make a purchase on a red bubble th- that will go towards the fundraiser for the national black justice coalition, you can go ahead and do that. If you want a t-shirt contact me or Lindsay, we'll see if we mm-hmm. still have the size and stock, the size and cut in stock and let you know. Um, and those are $15 each. I had something on my face the whole time. I don't think I saw it. I just scratched it off. Okay. God damn it. Okay, we'll see. If, <laughs> we'll see if anybody notices it. Fuck. Yeah. Um, pardon me. Thank you for everybody that watches and listens. It really means a lot to us. Yeah, I quit watching and listening because I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> to our show? Yeah, everybody I watched, I was like, God, it looks so awful. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to look anymore. I mean, just I can't listen it. to it then instead. It's fine. I could just listen to it. That's another option. Yeah, that is. A, that I is, can't watch it. That is definitely an option. I don't ever watch them because I have to edit them. And it's such, oh, I fucking hate editing videos. But I'm I sorry. Do it, I do it for you guys because some of you like to watch us and some of you don't. And some of y'all want to see Lindsay's t-shirt and some of these some of you guys want to see the cats and hopefully something messes up and so I do it (laughs) but I hate it I'm sorry (laughs) it's fine I'm sorry it's just because of the editing software that I have is really shitty but anyways this is what I like sometimes I think my hair is like as long as yours I'm like my hair is (laughs) and like I'm like I better put it to the side like this (laughs) it just goes down to there but I'm like, it's so long. Maybe I know. It once so it gets this, once it gets this long, you'll want to cut it off. So. Oh, I'm already gonna cut it off. Don't worry. Anyway. Don't worry. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess we gotta wrap this up. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, everybody. 
Until next time. Bye. Goodbye. What are we? What are we pausing first? Um, I, it doesn't matter. So I'm just gonna stop there. Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairieland Paranormal Podcast. If you're looking for a show that explores all things paranormal, with dramatic storytelling, historical research, relevant science, and witness accounts, check out our show online at www.prairielandparanormalpodcast.com or through your favorite podcast player.